0: The Lord Jesus Christ was a great teacher and often used stories to illustrate truth that God wants us to know. One of these stories is the parable of the good shepherd who sought after one lost sheep. The picture is simply this. We are all like lost sheep, going our own way, willfully leaving the path of the shepherd. What is the result of the wrong paths we have all chosen? Well, we become terribly lost in our lives. Weak, and without strength to help ourselves, and ultimately find ourselves face-to-face with impending danger. In today's message, speaker Brian Kember looks at the characteristics of a lost sheep, and then at the tremendous lengths to which the shepherd had to go to save it.
1: Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6, a very well-known verse. All we like sheep. So it says, we are all like sheep, and we have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Now, this could be a little hard to understand that sentence there. What it really means this is that we are like sheep. We've gone astray and we've turned to our own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity or the sin of us all. That's a precious verse. Now let's read in Luke chapter 15 and we're going to read a story the Lord Jesus Christ told. And I'm so thankful the Lord Jesus Christ told stories, gave us pictures to help us understand what he's trying to tell us. And there's a very, very clear picture. Verse three, and Jesus spake this parable unto them saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the 90 and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth, more than ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. Now, John chapter 10, just a couple pages over, and verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Maybe there's somebody here tonight and you're asking the question to yourself, why would somebody want to get baptized? Why would somebody want to go into this water up here and, and go under the water and come back up wet? Why would they want to do that? And this is it. Love. Love. That's right, love. They have discovered somebody who loves them so much and his name is Jesus Christ. They have a time in their life when they came to understand that Jesus Christ loved them so much that he was willing to leave heaven and come down to this earth and die on the cross for them. And all their sins are forgiven. And that's what gives them joy. And that's what gives them the strength to say, yes, I want to be baptized and I want to follow the Lord Jesus Christ because he loves me. And he gave himself for me. Maybe there's somebody here tonight and you're thinking, yeah, I've heard about Jesus Christ. I've heard about his love. I heard how he's come from heaven, the place where he is created and the place where he is on the throne. He's on the highest place and he's left that place and he's come to the speck of dust called earth. And when he was here, he lived a perfect life and he went all the way to the cross of Calvary. Oh, I've heard about this love of Jesus Christ. I've heard how that he was laid on the cross and he willingly put his hands there so he'd be nailed to the cross. And he willingly laid his life down there on the cross of Calvary. And he gave it for sinners. Oh, I've heard all about it. But my question is to you tonight. Have you ever come into the good of the love of Jesus Christ? I'll give you an example. So let's say at the door, I gave everyone an invitation to come to my house for supper tomorrow night. I said it's pretend, folks. So just don't be knocking on my door tomorrow night. <laughs> and I open up the invitation that says, invitation, free dinner. Don't bring anything. Everything's been provided. Six o'clock, just come to our house Come right in, make yourself at home, and we'll provide a full meal for you. And the bottom of it says, love Brian and Jeanette. And we hand them out. Everybody here, every individual, got an invitation to come to our house for dinner tomorrow night. And so you look at that, you look, yeah. Now, if someone came to you and says, do you know about Brian and Jeanette? Yeah, they invited us for dinner. Yeah, they have provided everything. And it says, love Brian and Jeanette, so they must care about me. They must, they must have compassion and, and love me. And you could talk maybe about us and what we would do for you. But do you come into the good of that dinner without going to it? No, you don't. You can know all about it. Maybe you can find out what's going to be served. You could find out all the details about it, but there's no point in knowing all about it if you're not going to come into the good of it. I'm afraid there's people here today and they know all about Jesus Christ. You could preach to someone else. You could tell them how to be saved. You could tell someone else that they're a sinner and they need to have their sins forgiven. But you yourself has not come into the good of salvation through Jesus Christ. You yourself has not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And the first verse we read is that if you have not come into the good of the love of Jesus Christ, you're lost. That's the first question we have to ask ourselves because I love this picture. Jesus Christ lays out a picture for us and he says, You are like sheep. I am the shepherd. So the first question is, are you a sheep? Are you a sheep? Well, you know, you could take a look at this and you say, well, the sheep here are not really pictured very nicely, are they? I'd rather be a picture of a different animal than a sheep. But this is God's picture for you. So put this picture in your mind. And here's the shepherd. He's watching over the sheep. The sheep are in the field. They're just grazing. They're going about their daily business. And all of a sudden, one of the little sheep sneak through that fence and out they go. What's the very first thing you'll notice about that sheep? They're away from the shepherd. They're away from the shepherd. That's what the Bible tells us that we're like. We're just like those sheep. God is the shepherd. God is the good shepherd. He's the one that wants us to be close to him. But know what we decide to do? We decide to go the other way. Ask yourself in your mind. Seriously now. Ask yourself in your mind these questions. The first question is this. Are you going to heaven? Most people in this world would say yes. Yes. My next question is, how are you getting there? How are you getting to heaven? It's a very simple question. I want you to think in your mind right now. What is your method to get to heaven? How are you getting there? What is your path? If your response did not include the name of Jesus Christ, then you're on your own path. Did you get that? If your response of how you're going to get to heaven, maybe you said, it's because I'm a good person. That is your own path, and it's the wrong path. Maybe you say, because, well, you know, my parents are religious, and because of their religion, it's embedded in my heart, and therefore I'm just going to follow their steps. It's the wrong path. It's your path. And your path is the wrong path. That's what the Bible says. These sheep have deliberately gone their own way, and they've gone away from the shepherd, and they're getting further and further and further away from the shepherd. Not only that, but... You could see this little lamp just further going away from the shepherd and all of a sudden it starts to discover that the grass isn't so much greener on their side of the fence. Maybe darkness starts to settle in. The cold starts to come. And they start to realize, I'm getting weak. You see, my friend, tonight, if you think that you've got your own path set to get yourself to heaven without Jesus Christ, you need to understand that your own path is not good enough. And secondly, you're weak not that what the Bible says? The Bible says this. For when we were without strength, without strength, nothing that we could put together to ever satisfy God, nothing we could ever to obtain in our own good, our own merit to satisfy God. How about you, my friend? Your path is going the wrong way if it's anything but Christ and you're getting weak. Bobby was a young man that was raised in a dysfunctional home. His parents fought very often. He said in his home very often there'd be arguments and you had to watch your head because there'd be dishes being thrown around the house. He decided at 16, I'm out of here. So he left his home, joined the gangs. When he was 16, he started to be a leader of one of the gangs. He was very strong, very built very well. People respected him because of his size. Because of that, he started to do robberies. He would rob old ladies. He would rob grocery stores. He would rob convenience stores. It was a life of just trying to get enough money to survive because of his habit of using drugs. Constantly in his life, it was just a constant battle of going after, and then eventually got caught. He was put in prison for 19 months. While he was in prison, he tried to turn his life around, and then he got out of prison, then he went to rehab, tried to turn his life around, and got out of rehab right, right back. He went back into rehab and he tried to fix his life. And then he got right back again, right back. As soon as he left rehab, he went right back into the drugs, right back into the gangs, right back into robbery. He would just go back up to the streets and right into the gang and right into drugs again. Time after time after time. It wasn't until one day when he was in his bedroom, he had all the drugs around him, trying to get as high as he possibly could. Didn't care about his life anymore. And he came down to his wit's end and he says, I am weak. That's what he said Why he was in his room weeping, broken. And he came to understand, I am weak. Thankfully, there was somebody listening the outside of that door. It was his mother. She came in the door. She says, can we go visit somebody? She took him to the pastor of her church, sat him down with him. They went over some verses together. He was so weak, so broken. He came to understand there's nothing I can do to solve my problem in my life. There, with Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus said, come unto me. All of you that are working so hard, all of you that have such a heavy burden, come to me and I will give you rest. And simply there, Bobby took that verse and accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. And from that moment on, his burden was lifted. Who lifted it? Was it Bobby? It was Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. But it wasn't until Bobby understood that he was completely weak. Can you picture that little sheep now? Going its own way. Eventually falling over. And complete weakness. Friend tonight, that's where you need to find yourself. That's what the Bible describes you as. Going your own way. And completely weak. A little lamb. Falls over. It's lost. It's getting dark. What's gonna happen. That's a tasty meal. For the wolf. There's danger. Oh, there's danger. Hey, you don't leave a lamb out in the woods. It's not gonna last very long. There's danger that is, that's imminent. It's gonna happen. And it's guaranteed. It's right there. And it's gonna happen very soon. You can just see the shepherd searching so hard before the danger ever came upon this little lamb. My friend tonight, if I can only waken up your hearts with the help of the Holy Spirit to make you think that if you continue on the path you're going, without Christ, there's danger ahead. There is danger ahead. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says those that do not believe on the Son of God, the wrath of God abides over them. What that means is presently, right now, if you are without Christ, Presently, right now, the wrath of God is hovering over you. Hovering over you. Any moment it could fall, you'll have to bear the wrath of God for all of eternity. This is the reality of the danger ahead of you. Is there somebody here tonight who has come to understand, you know what, this is not just a joke. This is the reality of what God thinks of me. He says, I'm weak. And he says, there's danger ahead. If you were traveling down the road, as you are traveling down this road, you saw signs come up. Construction. Bridge out. I'm afraid tonight there are people that are traveling through life, oblivious to the danger that they face without Christ. Ignoring it! You need to discover that you're lost now. Don't wait for eternity to discover you're lost. Oh friend, don't wait till eternity. Where are you right now? In the presence of God, if you're without Christ, you're lost. Thank God our message doesn't end there. I want to bring your attention now, not just to the lost sheep, but I want to bring your attention to the looking shepherd. You can you picture that shepherd now? The shepherd as the sheep are coming in. One, two, three. You could just see the shepherd; his heart would sink. Where is it? Where is it? He would quickly get those ones into safety, take his staff, and off he would go. I have to find that lost sheep. My friend tonight, the very first thing that shepherd did is he left and he went for the search. I want to tell you, friend, tonight that there is a shepherd that came from heaven and he left heaven. Why would he ever leave heaven? Simply because he was searching for you. He was looking for you. He longed for you. So much that he would leave his home. A home that I don't think I'll ever want to really fully grasp for all of eternity. He left there. To come to this place that is full of sin. To look for me. That's the truth, my friend. That's the truth. Not only did he just come and look for me, but he longed for me. He continued until he found it. He had determination he was going to find that sheep. My friend tonight, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ and his great love for you. And how determined he was to find you and how determined he is to find you. Then not only did he leave heaven to come to this earth, but he allowed himself to be taken to a cross. And there on the cross of Calvary, wicked men did their best thing they could do to him. They whipped his back till it was like a plowed field. They put a crown of thorns on his head and spat in his face, and the blood and the spittle would run down his face. They laughed at him. They mocked him. They treated him like a criminal. They didn't care one little bit for him. And yet he was the creator of the universe. Do you know why it was happening? He was searching for you. He was looking for you. There on the cross of Calvary, they nailed him to the cross. My friend, what held him to the cross? You might say those those wicked nails. Do you know what Jesus Christ could have done? He could have pulled himself off that cross just like that. But he chose not to. Why? Because the great shepherd loves you. Loves you. And he was willing to give himself for you. That's so much he longs to save you. That's so much he wants to bring you to his protection. That love that is fully expressed on the cross of Calvary. What did he do there? He took what man did to him for you. But far more than that. Remember that wrath of God that I talked about? That is abiding over you that is hovering over you that could any minute fall on you because if you would reject Jesus Christ as your savior, it could fall. God says, I'm going to take it. And I'm going to pour it out on my innocent son. You know what? I don't have to face my own wrath. Why? Because Jesus Christ took the wrath of God for me. Friend, there's no greater love than that. There's no greater love than the wonderful shepherd that would go to the extent of laying down his own life for guilty, wicked sinners just like us. Now you know about it. You know all about the love of Jesus Christ. The question is, what will you do about it? I want you to notice one more thing. That sheep's lying there. Maybe it's wounded now. And the shepherd comes. Gets right down to where the sheep is. You think it would be wise for the sheep to start to kick? Start to refuse? No. Of course not. It's time for you to stop refusing. Stop neglecting. Stop rejecting. Stop not making it an important thing in your life. But simply come to Jesus Christ and commit yourself completely to him. Because on the cross of Calvary he cried, Finish! Finish every last ounce of payment that was deserved, that you deserve for your sin. He paid it all in full. Two questions. Are you a lost sheep? We're like sheep that are lost. Secondly, have you ever met the shepherd? Have you ever met Jesus Christ? the One who gave his life for the sheep. Oh, I hope there's somebody who come and say, yes, I am the lost sheep. Oh, yes, Jesus Christ is my Savior.
0: Yes, there is a seeking shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he proved his love for the lost sheep by being willing to lay down his life for it. Have you seen yourself as the lost sheep that Jesus died to save? Have you acknowledged your sin and need of a Savior? If so, have you ever met the shepherd? You need to. You need to be found. Without Christ you were lost, without strength, and in danger of losing your soul for all eternity. We hope that you will consider these great truths today. Christ was sent by God to take the punishment for sin upon the cross of Calvary and now offer salvation free to all who will take it. The saving work is done. Come to Christ for the forgiveness of sins today, and know what it is to be carried on the shoulders of the Great Shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at anchorpointradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Believers in Christ, who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday, as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles, take a look at our Anchor Point website at anchorpointradio.com. There you will find more information as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the Gathering Center nearest you. My name is Glenn Todd. Thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that Christ alone is the anchor for the soul.